Hello and welcome to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. Conversations with inspiring business people throughout the three counties of Herefordshire, Worcestershire and Gloucestershire. And now it's time for today's episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, hello and welcome to this episode of the Thriving Three Counties podcast. I'm Dan Barker and I'm here in the studio with today's guest. He's a strategic business leader with over 25 years experience working across numerous industries. Having spent the last 16 years in the hospitality sector, where he's currently head of finance at Marston's PLC in Wolverhampton, he's developed a people-focused passion for well-being and personal development. Outside of the day job, he coaches, mentors and advises schools and their students on career development strategies in his role as lead enterprise advisor at the Black Country Careers Hub. He's also a non-executive director at GMS Group, Warren's Hall Riding School and Warren, sorry, yeah, Warren's Hall Riding School and Kaleidoscope Plus Group, the leading national mental health charity. In May 2021, he published his first book, Fueled, Fit and Fired Up, which shares practical techniques that help to enhance your mental, physical and emotional well-being. He is Dave Rogers. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dan. <laughs> Great to be with you today. Yeah, no, thanks for uh, coming in. I appreciate it. And uh, you're the first, uh, you're only just outside of three counties, but you're the first <laughs> outside of the three counties guest, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it, no, it is. I was, <laughs> I was concerned I'd need a passport to get across the border this morning. Did they not I, check you? But they didn't check me. I got in, I got in no problem at all, so that's fantastic. <laughs> we normally check people even from Morven, to be honest, coming over here. <laughs> no, that's not true. No one from Morven comes to Ledbury. <laughs> cool, no, thanks. Um, just before we get started then, Best place for people to go and check you out would probably be your book, I guess, on Amazon. Yeah. Um, Fueled, fit, and fired up. If they uh, if they punch that in, they'll find you straight away. Yeah, that, yeah, they'll fi- find the book on Amazon. There's a bit of an author profile as there is is normally, and yeah, and they can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. It's pretty easy. It's at Fueled, fit, and fired up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is, is the handle. I'm also on Twitter and, and LinkedIn, so I'm pretty pretty easy to find on social media. Yeah, yeah, excellent, cool. And uh, yeah, we'll put all the links in the show notes and everything anyway, yeah. but uh, yeah, cool. Well, um, yeah, I mean, we, we met, uh, was it a few months ago now, wasn't yeah, it? Kind of online. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you came to one of the uh, Thriving Three Counties meetups That's and right. did a, a kind of guest spot. Yeah, which uh, I think I that was the one I couldn't make, wasn't it? So yes, it, yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, it was. Um, yeah, we got in, we got introduced by uh, by Andrea from Andrea, yeah. from from Borwell through meeting as as a lot of people have done through the last. 12, 18 months, nearly two years now, meeting at virtual networking events and all of a sudden sort yeah. of our networks expand. And yeah, it was a, it was great to be able to join the group, you know, the, the group and uh, and talk at that time, talk about my, my book predominantly and sort of a little bit more about me and, and uh, you know, and what I do um, outside of outside of work. So yeah, it's uh, great to be able to speak to you about it sort of yeah, properly yeah. today. But it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been good that, hasn't it? Because we took that meeting online, obviously, yeah. when the lockdown hit and... Um, but yeah, I mean, just from what you're saying, then just realised, you know, we, it probably wouldn't have happened if we'd have been doing the in-person ones that whole no, time. No, probably wouldn't have met people like yourself a little bit further afield. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting, isn't it? It's just it's making me think about because <laughs> I've been thinking about, you know, what to do with that meetup yeah. going forwards, and certainly the next six months are kind of a combination of virtual and in-person, yeah. and maybe that's the way to keep going because because of that reason you know yeah i think there's a lot i think there's a lot of movement towards the hybrid way of 
sort of doing things as well. So from mm. a from a, a sort of having worked in the private sector for 25, 25 years for some you know um, pretty big employers in in and around sort of Birmingham and the Black Country mainly, mm. you know when we're talking about bringing people together for conferences and and, and, and the like or, or or network meetings or things like that. There's a lot of talk about well actually. There's now the technology mm. that, that allows us to, you know, do some fantastic stuff where you can have some people in the room, some people joining either on Zoom or Teams or what, what, yeah. whatever, whatever video conferencing facility you want to use. And I think it's just a great way of businesses and, and, and networks expanding and, and personal mm. networks expanding as well. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if it does carry on, I yeah. suppose, in that, uh, in that way as well. Yeah, but definitely. yeah, I think you're right. It probably gives the opportunity to bring in speakers from much further afield doesn't it and yeah uh, yeah and i think as well as it works I, 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 you know having done a couple where i've been sort of um it's not been everybody on on sort of a virtual sort of group and i've been sort of for a better phrase broad broadcasting in virtually to a a room where there's other people i think as you say it just there's there's just a different dynamic to being able to do that networking and and and, yeah. now, and i think it's important that we keep that because as you said we would never have met mm. if it if it if it hadn't been for that and i wouldn't have met andrea either and i wouldn't have met a number <laughs> of other people who, who you know th through various other networking groups it's, it's yes it's a really interesting uh, dynamic i think that's going to be going forward from that perspective yeah, and it's, uh, it's important to keep an eye on those positives as well, mm. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So um, you're based, are you based Wolverhampton? Yes, yeah, so I'm just based outside of Wolverhampton. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm technically in South Staffordshire where I live. So again, right, I yeah. have to cross a number of number of different borders to get to work <laughs> as well. But um, yeah, so... In a, in, a, in a small small village, um, or well, I say small village, but it's, it's ever expanding, uh, you know, village which is great, close enough to, to you know to Wolverhampton, close enough to sort of Birmingham and and the motorway uh, network to to get out and about and stuff like that. So it's, mm -hmm. yes, a great place, great place to be based, really nice and central. Yeah, is that where you grew up in that area? Yeah, so I'm, I'm I was born and bred in the in the Black Country, so I was born in Dudley originally, or, or on the outskirts of Dudley, and and spent. I've spent the majority of my adult adult life life there really um you know educated uh, didn't didn't travel too far when i went to uni went to birmingham uni mm -hmm. um you know and and have, and have stayed predominantly working in and around you know sort of as i said earlier birmingham and the black country um and then my wife and i just decided we you know we, we wanted to sort of um you know move 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 out a little bit close clo closer to the countryside but close enough to the to, to sort of town center and city center living and right. and, and, and Wombin where we live is is an ideal you know sort of um you know sort of lo location for it to enable us to do that and we've been there for nearly 10 years now so right, it's okay. uh, you know it's, it's it's a lovely lovely place right yeah. okay and um what did you study at Birmingham Union. So I did mathematics and statistics oh, for did my you? Okay. yeah right. yeah. So well, maths that's pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> maths had always been a strong subject for me during um, during school and yeah. and um, it's interesting now I'm now I'm involved in the enterprise advisor network as you said in the intro and speaking to students about sort of career career paths and and different things and and I reflect back on how I ended up doing maths and stats at at, at university and it was very much a you know, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do when I'd done my GCSEs. Maths yeah. was a strong point, so maths and science were my basis of my A-levels, and I was getting towards the end of my A-levels, and I thought, still don't know what I want to do with my life. 
let's go off to uni and carry on carry on doing maths. Yeah, yeah. And then after three years of uni, there was a bit of right realization that right now I haven't really got anywhere else to, <laughs> you know, go education wise. Yeah, yeah, I've got to go yeah. out and find a find a career and find a job. And that's that's sort of how I, um, you know fell into, in some respects, accountancy, which is, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a qualified accountant by trade. So it's, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was quite an interesting sort of uh, education and, and career journey to get to get sort of where, now get where I am, I'm sort of today. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of a, a tough one, isn't it? Because you've, you've, in a way, you've got to get specific because you've got to get deeper into the subject. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't always want to be getting specific at that age. Either that's you, with that's education. right. No, that's that's it, and I think there's there's certain things like you know there's there's a lot of students who I speak to have you know have decided at quite relatively young age, you know they want to go into medicine mm. or, or or dentistry or, mm. or, or or you know mechanical engineering or something like that, and at that mm. point you sort of go well you've got to be, you know honing and be specific about the subjects you need to be studying through through yeah. school, but I think there's a lot of uh, still a lot of people who aren't really sure what they want to do. So actually trying to mm. keep the subject as, as general as, uh, as possible can, can, can often help, mm. but within a, you know, within a core, core discipline and certainly, you know, a lot of graduate programs that, uh, for, that, in, that have been in businesses that I've worked for previously, you know, they don't really look at the subject matter necessarily in terms of where you're going to fit into the organisation. It's more about the, the principle of, you know, um, applying yourself and learning and, and, yeah, and you know, yeah. and, and that sort of thing and, and bringing the, um, uh, your sort of personality to the, to the table and, uh, you yeah. know, as well as, as well as a discipline of, of, of learning quickly, I suppose. And, and, and yeah. yeah, there's also kind of, I, I remember you sort of feel that slight pressure of, you know, what do you want to do? Kind yeah. of thing, as if you're going to just do one thing. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you yeah. know, it turns out actually being grown up is anywhere from what, like, I don't know, 25 to <laughs> 90. Yeah, <laughs> and you can yeah. actually do quite a few different things, whether it's one after the other or yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And, and I think, and I think that I've been able, I've been lucky to be able to do that in my own c career as well. So I started yeah. off, as I said, you know, d doing maths and stats at uni got got a job as a as effectively a trainee accountant um did did all my accountancy um uh, qualif qualifications and but what it allowed me to do was work work in different businesses and different industries and learn different skills about business in general okay so actually as as I've grown grown up <laughs> from the age of 25 through to, to to where I am now it's enabled me to think well actually what you know what's stopping me from going and doing something else mm -hmm. so you know I've, predominantly my career's been working in a finance function but it's been working alongside a number of different business disciplines so it could yeah. be, you know property franchising um sales and marketing um you know um hotels as well as as, as well as pubs and restaurants and bars as I do as for the last 16 years in hospitality and that just gives you a different feel for for business and allows yeah. you know people the opportunity to move and try something different mm. in the in the comfort of still working in the same organization in the knowledge that actually you've still got your sort of core discipline to yeah. to, to, to fall back on and and I've been you know again I've been lucky enough to go and work in frontline operations while I've been in hospitality and you know and that was something that that that, that happened because I I wanted to do something different 
I felt I knew a lot about the business, but really wanted to take the sort of the strategic element of where I was working and apply it at the at sort of the front line. And 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 that opportunity, you know, I don't think would have happened necessarily, you know, back in the day, for want of a better phrase, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, when when I was when I was younger, it's about sort of picking those things up as you as you progress your career and. You know, and, and and some people, you know, um, you know, as you as you've as you've done, you know, you branch out into something that's a passion, mm. for you know, or, or you know, or something, and that's where sort of I suppose the 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 sort of the mental health and well-being stuff came from me, and also the stuff mm. that I do with the schools and the students and around career development, because I've seen that it is possible to go from thinking you're going to do one thing or not even knowing what you're going to do and and be strong at one subject and actually that doesn't necessarily need to translate into where your career yeah. ultimately ultimately goes yeah yeah absolutely it's kind of it's a bit sort of old school thinking isn't it to think well if you study maths you're going to be an accountant yeah because there's like like you say you can take that to anything can't you yeah, really yeah, and like yeah. you know and there's lots of yeah careers in in various different industries and sectors right. that where that even if you're not doing maths or something in them that kind of the way you think or yeah. whatever can be very useful that's it yeah it's, it's all about yeah, for, from the maths point of view for me it's all about the sort of the analytical approach mm. that, you know it's problem solving it's it's that sort of thing and as you say it's you know we all have to solve problems you know, mm. throughout throughout our lives, whether it whether it be per, personal or personal or work life. So actually, that 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 you know, you might not you know be um, strong in the in the um, academic sense in terms of qualifications, but actually that that analytical thinking can be developed. You know, through other things, more vocational you know vocational routes. So you know, apprenticeships are big. You know, again mm. you know again at the moment, and that and that's mm. just a you know just a different way of people applying what they've learnt. Yeah. You know, in a way that suits that indiv individual. You know, and yeah. I was an individual that that, that sort of um, thrived. I'm not sure that's the right word to describe. <laughs> you know, but thrived in that sort of structured educational you know system. But right. not every but not everybody does. No, and, no, and, and you know, and and, and and that's that's important to remember that other people you know other people will learn it quickly in different ways using different methods and different subjects and yeah and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a that's a topic that comes up quite regularly on this podcast actually. It's <laughs> yeah. about how, you know, the system as it is suits some people. Yeah. Which is fine. But it doesn't suit everyone. No. And those people often just get put to you know, told they're no good or <laughs> whatever yeah. and Yeah, and it's and it's it's and it's and it's terrible because you know, I I speak to you know students relatively regularly again now we're you know we're we're able to go back into schools as part of the enterprise advisor network and it is that there's those that you know as I said earlier those with a clear direction of what subjects they want to study what they where they see their their, their career going but actually those that are um, I suppose in some respects are seen as being disruptive within within the current structure mm. of the system they're not being disruptive because they're naughty necessarily or, or doing it deliberately it's just the way they're being taught just doesn't suit yeah. suit them yeah. so actually you could quite often find that you know you might find some i don't know for let's an example you might find some students who are studying art for example who are disruptive in class but actually could come into into, into your studio here yeah. and be absolutely amazing because they thrive on being there and seeing it in action and and yep. you know and and being able to you know sort of learn on the job as it were and and 
I've, I've seen a number of occasions where we've allow, allowed that to happen and all of a sudden that's become a vehicle for all of, all of a sort of behavioural change for those students actually within the school or college as well. Yeah, and, it's, and, yeah. it, and it's something that really, that, that you know, it, it, I think it's incumbent on employers to, to be able to facilitate that sort of environment as well because mm. ultimately these students are... You know, employees of the of the of the future and leaders yeah. of the future in any organ in any organisation, they could be going off and running their own business even if they left school at, you know, six you know sixteen. Yeah. There's there's nothing that precludes anybody nowadays from being successful in whatever they want to want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Mm -hmm. Very true. Okay, so um, so when you came out of uni, then you you, you went and you, I guess you got a job and kind of uh, yeah. did your accountancy qualifications and everything yeah yeah so I, yeah so I left uni got a job at um tarmac so the, oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the national construction construction business which uh, which was based in based in wolverhampton mm -hmm. um and spent you know sort of four years there learning about um ready mixed concrete right. um, <laughs> and and aggregates and mortar and all that so all, all that sort of uh, all that sort of yeah. stuff um and then um and then sort of, you know, sort of felt, you know, as, as, as a lot of people do, you know, you sort of decide that sort of you want to try and take the next step in your career. And sometimes it's internally, sometimes it's externally. And I, I ended up um, moving to a business called Andrew Sykes, who do, um, uh, well, I work for their air conditioning, um, you know, sort of side of the business as, okay. a, as a commercial sort of business partner. So working with the operations team. And that's the, really the, the first time that I really saw the power of... Or not necessarily the power, but the the different arms there are to accountancy. Okay. So right. I quite often say that accountancy is a little bit like medicine in the mm -hmm. sense that you can be a, a general practitioner of accountancy and be mm -hmm. someone who does the accountant accounts for <clears throat> different small businesses and, and and things like that. Or you can be very specialised, so you can go and do mm -hmm. audit, tax, mm -hmm. financial accounts, management accounts, or commercial business partnering. And and it was it was then I suddenly thought, oh, actually, I quite like the idea of that sort of sh sharing the information and telling people in the mm -hmm. business sort of what that information you know is telling us and what we need to worry right. about and where we need to see the risks and opportunities about it so sort of analyzing the data Th that's a bit and yeah that's it, it. And, and interpreting it and, and particularly yeah. for the fact that it's sort of almost um, presenting finance to non-financial mm -hmm. pe people as well and I don't know whether that's born out of the fact that I always, I've always said, or I have always believed, and there might be some accountants listening to this who might, who might not <laughs> hold hold this view, but I quite often find there's accountants who have fallen into it, or there's people who really want, you know, really wanted to be an accountant, okay, you know, yeah, at an yeah, early yeah. age and have gone through the big, the big four sort of, um, you know, um, uh, doing doing their accountants and worked in practice and all that sort of stuff, and. And I think that's what makes it such an interesting dynamic of a, mm. of a, of a career is you get that mix of, mix of people. And then I think, for me, it was very much I felt like I'd fallen into accountancy because, as you said, it was almost in 1995 when I finished uni, yeah. it was very much a, well, what am I going to do? Oh, I'm good at maths. Oh, accountancy <laughs> seems a logical, lo yeah. a logical link. You don't know what all the options are. No, no ex too, exactly. Really. So, so now I've sort of thought, well, actually, that was where I, where I started. So that would have been, you know, sort of probably around the year, you know, sort of two, 2000 when I sort of took a, took a view that my career was going to expand out into 
uh, sort of more commercial business partnering type roles uh, rather than tr- what I would describe as traditional accountancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yeah, and it just sort of then it was just I thought, oh, actually, I've I've tried it. I've tried a new industry. Actually, I quite enjoyed the challenge of learning a new business. So my next stage was I did a. I did a very short stint um, in um, aerospace and, and, oh, yeah. and aeronautics um, with El Gardner Group um, right. while I was in, bet- in between roles. And then I went into car manufacturing with MG Rover. Oh, right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, almost th- three completely different um, uh, industries, different types of industry, different characters, different ways of doing business, yeah. you know, going from, you know, multi- multi-site locations all across the UK to working in one, one big car plant in 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 long in longbridge in in birmingham um you know thor- thoroughly enjoyed my time in car manufacturing i like cars it was one of those mm. like, like nice fits at the, yeah. t- at the time um and unfortunately i was there when it all went um you know when it all went belly up in in, in 2005 and sort of thought then i thought right what you know sort of what's what's next and actually in the, in a similar way to me falling into accountancy i actually fell into hospitality Right. Um, and um, and got interviewed for a role at Mitchells and Butlers at the time. Um, uh, I was obviously obviously out of work with with MG Rover having collapsed and and joined on a nine month contract there. And then mm-hmm. thirteen and a half years later, you know, <laughs> I took the decision to you know to leave there, having done a lot of you know as as I mentioned earlier, a lot of the cross functional sort of working um, you know um, things with, with with Mitchells and Butlers. And then yeah. Love, love the hospitality industry, and right. you know, opportunity came up at Marston's, and I thought, actually, you know, let's try a different, a different business yeah, in, yeah. The, in 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 a industry that quite clearly I love because I've been in it for so <laughs> in it for so yeah. long. So, accountancy is one of those yeah good things I think where you can, like you say, work in all these different industries. And, yeah, you know, you can almost yeah even if you if you're into accountancy. But you're also into like something else, like cars or construction or yeah. whatever it is. You can find a job in because every single business needs accountants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's it, and I think that's I think that's always been key for me. Is, is and as certainly as I've got as I've got older, I think you sort of you you sort of start assessing what you what you've been what you've been doing with your life and start thinking. Well, yeah. actually, you know, I want to be doing something that I really really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know and be able to now with all the, with all the things I'm I'm able to do outside of work as well is sort of give give back to the sort of the local community that supported me to get where I am mm-hmm. to, you know today as well and as and as you say accountancy allows you know along with all lots of other disciplines allows you that ability to to have that transferable skill that mm-hmm. that is you know is applicable in any you know any walk of walk of life any industry and and as you say. All businesses need uh, need accountants. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay, okay. So, so although you felt like you you fell into the hospitality, you actually found that you yeah you loved it. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I think it's one of those things that that, and it's it sounds a little bit um, silly when I say it out loud, but it's it's that fact that it's something that we all understand because we all <laughs> we all use it we all go to um, you know most people go to you know pubs restaurants bars at, yeah. you know for different frequencies and for different occasions but it's yeah. just felt oh, actually this is something that really sort of res- resonates sort of mm. with me um and I'd I, you know I'd worked in you know pubs you know during during uni like most most people have <laughs> you know who've, who've perhaps been to uni have done some sort of uh, job in pubs or retail or something like that 
and and it was sort of almost coming full circle from that. My first ever job was working behind a bar in a pub, and now I'm sort of working <laughs> in the in the hospitality industry and and helping. And I think that's sort of the bit where the people side of stuff started developing because it right. is very much a people, you know, industry. Okay. Um, yeah. Now I'd argue I'd argue now that every industry is a people industry. It's all, you know, yeah. it's about looking after your people. It's about developing them. It's about um, you know, having the right people doing the right things at the right time and all that sort of stuff. But hospitality really is, you know, it's it's driven by the people on the front line work, working in all of the mm. pubs, you know, bars, restaurants, hotels, you know, cafes, mm. whatever it is across the well across the world, mm. you know, and, and it, it, it really is a people industry and that's what I love about it. It's about right, sort yeah. of being able to help support those frontline teams and their operations teams too deliver the best guest experience for all of us who visit us as, as you know as customers guests of, of the these places so, so how does um how does the kind of your role because like you might for, at first think if you're doing the kind of i know you're not doing strictly accountancy because you're, you're head of finance aren't you yeah masters how would how does that enable you to sort of support them to do uh, you know the best because it seems like two different things yeah it? i yeah, don't know if i'm asking the question probably yeah, but yeah no no do you so, see what i'm saying like, yeah no I, I, I do and i think it's i think it's really about the fact to make sure that whilst obviously we've got a you know we've got to be protecting the um the the finance the financial um stability and longevity of of the of the businesses mm-hmm. in the in the role in the roles that we do in in in, in our team it is about recognising those opportunities that say, well, actually, you know, what 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 would help the team to, um, you know, create a better guest experience. So it might be something like, um, so currently I'm working on a project around um, people deployment in mm-hmm. in the pub. So actually, how can we help the general managers of the pubs and restaurants and bars know when they need to have what number of people on? during the day, during the week, okay. to make sure right. we've got the best guest experience at any, any one point in time. Okay. Um, and, and so it's for me, that's, the, that's sort of the link between sort of the, the I suppose we, we call it the pub support centre team, so i.e. the you know, marketing, finance, HR, property, IT, the sort of the business support functions and the pub teams mm-hmm. is about, well, actually, we need to make their job as easy, easy as possible to enable them to spend as much time as they can, you know, creating that atmosphere, you know, yeah. you know, um, you know, making it easy for them to, you know, produce dishes in the kitchen, to, you know, make sure mm. supply chain's, you know, up, up, up to scratch, make sure the IT systems are, are mm. okay. And, and, and that, that really is, a you know, a conduit to be involved in all of that stuff, working in, the, in, a, in a finance function in, in any organisation. Yeah, because ultimately, at the end of the day, what the customer sees is they have that interaction with yeah. those people on the front line if they're you know, serving their food or pouring their pint or whatever. That's it. And you've got to make sure that those people are operating at their best, I yeah. suppose, because the, uh, yeah. the customer doesn't really care if you've got your mortgage finance <laughs> properly on the building yeah. or whatever. Yeah, no, exa- exactly. All their, all their, int- all, all their, re- all, and, and you know, we're, we're, we're customers as, you know, and, and, and you know, it's, it's about having that experience and having that atmosphere and feeling like you're being treated like you're the, I suppose, the guest in somebody's home, uh, yeah, you know, is, yeah. is a good way of describing it. And, and, and having the ability to, you know, to 
I suppose in some respects, get whatever you need from your visit at, at whatever time you need it. So whether it be, you know, you, 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 your drinks are served straight away or your food's served, you know, warm in a timely manner or you get your bill when you want to, mm. you know, pay the bill and, and you know, and, and, and leave on time or you can, you know, use an app to, to you know, to, to, to order at your table or, you know, all of that, all of those sort of things that have become, you know, really important um, or, or, or should I say more important now since we've come out of the pandemic for us as an industry, mm -hmm. you know, it's all of a sudden, yeah, um, it's right at the forefront of the guests' mind now, the experience element of it. Yeah, 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 okay. So how do you go from this then to <laughs> deciding to write a book about wellbeing? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not a natural link, the hospitality <laughs> industry and health and wellbeing, I must, I must admit, and... I think it boils well. It boils down to two things, really. Is one that I'm in an industry that is people orientated, and yeah. and it's about, as you said earlier, it's about making sure those people are at their best. Yeah. And that's not just about the, um, the, the the tools that we're giving them to to to, to deliver the the service. It's about how they are as as, as, as individuals. Mm -hmm. So there was an element of that sort of well-being thing, you know, sort of coming coming into that and. And, and also just at, at a personal level, you know, back in just before the pandemic, so back in December 2019, I was just, I was felt like I was permanently exhausted. Right. And I thought to yeah. myself, right, I need to do something about this. There's something about the way I am living my life that, is, yeah. that, that, that isn't, it means I am not at my best for me, for me my family, my work colleagues. Yeah, you know exactly. And just, and yeah, stuff, and, and yeah. that and that was it. And so I, I just start. It started off simply with going. I need to change what I'm eating, and I need to start exercising more regularly. And it just started right. as simple as that. Right. And then, uh, which which does sound really simple, doesn't it? But it was, you know, it was. Um, yeah, it's not easy. It's to not do, not, not, it? as, not easy not, to maintain. No, exactly. <laughs> so so then I started looking at all the reasons why. Um, I hadn't maintained sort of fitness and health in the, in the past. So, right. you know, and we, you know, we touched on it earlier about, you know, when you're working, you want to do something that you've got a passion for or an interest in. Right. And I think that was what struck me with the exercise piece was that actually I, I was, I'd, I'd tried, you know, I'd played football, loved football, got to an age where knees and ankles weren't quite, you know, able to st stick with it, finished doing that. And then thought to myself, right, what am I going to do? Oh, well, I'll try running. And yeah. I did that for a while, ran a half marathon, and then ran very little after that. Right. Tried cycling and all those sort of things. And then eventually came across, obviously, Joe Wicks has been massive over the last, um, you know, well, not just the last two years, but, you know, and came across his hit sessions, really enjoyed it, re really liked the... Um, the, uh, the the short the, t the time it, it takes to do so you can fit mm -hmm. it in easily into your day at either end of your day or even du during your, during your, your sort of working day if you need to yeah. and I started sharing some of the recipes I was cooking and some of the fitness stuff I was doing on a Facebook group yeah run by run by uh, my friend Michael Heppel and uh, I got a lot of really positive, you know, feedback about it. So lots of people were sharing stuff on this Facebook group. You know, yeah. some people were sharing, you know, sort of uh, self-development tips or, or or were challenging themselves to, you know, sort of declutter the houses or mm -hmm. do their gardens up. All loads of different, right. loads of different yeah. things. You know, and it was really supportive area. And people were saying, oh, you know, have you ever thought of writing a book? And right. I thought, 
no, I haven't. And I've got no intention of writing a book. It's, oh, I see now, these recipes that you're sharing are really good. Have you thought about writing a cookbook? And I thought, nah, I can't, I can't see, see, myself, <laughs> see myself doing that. Got no intent, never, never intended to write a book, nothing like that. And eventually, um, Michael, funnily enough, again, he launched um, a writing class online. Okay. And I thought, and it was, it was sort of one of those free pop-up groups for five oh, days, yeah. loads, of, loads of interesting five stuff. Five-day challenge sort so, of thing. Yeah, exactly that. So I thought, that sounds really interesting. Let, let's, let's give that a go. And then sort of next thing you know, it's October 2020 and I'm writing a <laughs> health, health, and well, health and well-being book. And it was just, it was, it was just one of the most strangest experiences that I'm sure a lot, lots of people have had during, <laughs> during the pandemic around, you know, yeah. tried different things. And, and I realised, you know, actually I was quite passionate about it because I knew it was, it was impacting me. And I thought, well, actually, if it's impacting me, can some of the stuff actually I've been trying or learned help, mm-hmm. help others? Mm-hmm. And, and so that's what prompted me to write the book, really, was it right. was about sharing my experience, but not, for, not from it being a, you know... Um, like it being a diary or you know sort of thing it was more about saying well I've tried all of these thing techniques mm-hmm. and some of them I still do some of them I've tried didn't quite work for me but actually they might work for somebody else so mm-hmm. let's let's share share it with the world and and, and see what happens right okay interesting and that, <laughs> I mean that's quite a short time frame to write a book as well isn't it yeah yeah and it is but I think again the one thing the one thing I've learned through it is that again it goes back to that passion and and there's a lot of people who join that writing book who who actually sorry the writing course mm. who actually published their book quicker than me and it, right. it and it took me six months ish. Um, doesn't beca- seem like a very long time. <laughs> no, and 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 I think it was because of the the skills and techniques we learnt through through Michael's writing right. um, course, and the fact that the, one of the first things we learnt was make sure you're writing about something that you are really passionate okay, about yeah, yeah. writing becomes easy yeah, yeah well easier should i say yeah. um and therefore you can just sit and just you know yeah yeah not knock out a thousand words you know and, and and the way i approached it was i was already writing a few blogs at the time mm-hmm. and i just thought to myself well if i break it down and go right if i picked 10 subjects that i was going to write a blog about that were health and well-being related can can i expand that out into a chapter for the book and that's mm-hmm. a, that's sort of the approach I took and actually okay, yeah. um you know I think I think I said this when we when we originally met and and I spoke to the the the, the meetup group about it was I actually probably wrote about 60,000 words but there's only about 42,000 ish in mm-hmm. in the book because it, it makes great blog content or you know, Facebook post content, but it's not quite right for the book. Yeah, but sure. I, but I had to go through that journey of writing it to get to the content that has made mm-hmm. the, the the book. Um, and and yeah, so so actually the fact that I also self published it as well. So I committed to designing the front cover myself, mm-hmm. editing it myself, typesetting it myself, did all the stuff on 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 Amazon. Um, Kindle Direct Publishing, right, you know, yeah. myself. So, yeah, when you look at it, in a t- t- you sort of think, that's, that's a really short space of time. <laughs> on the side of the day job. On, on, the, on the side of a day job. But, but it, just, it just felt right at the time. And I think yeah, when, yeah. when you do, in anything in life, when you're doing something, it just feels right at the time. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. like bang. And it just flows, doesn't it? Just, it? it just flows. And, 
and, and I'd set myself the deadline of publishing by the 1st of June. That was my initial publication date. And by the beginning, middle of June, I'd, I'd, I'd finished. And I sort, sort, sort of sat there going, why wait till the 1st of June? Let's just, pre- let's just press the button. And yeah. so, you know, I, I launched the, the paperback and ebook. Um, went online, I think, on the thirteenth of May, something right, like yeah, that, yeah. this year. Um, and I've just and I've just done a hardback um, oh, right, ver- version okay. version of it as well, which uh, which went live last week or the week before, I think it was. Um, and and again, I think the 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 fact that I use sort of um, you know Word a lot during my day job as well in terms yeah. of writing reports and stuff like that. It meant that I'd got the sort of the, the technical skills I needed to be able to do a lot of the editing typesetting and things like that myself yeah. and the cover designs using various different uh, different um, tools and, and, and techniques. And it just thought, you know, I just thought, actually, how cool is it that I, that, that, if I, that I can say that I've done it all myself? The whole process, yeah. You know, from, from that perspective. And I've, lot, I've had a lot of support from people reading content as well and feeding yeah, yeah. back on content out of the group and stuff like that. And that just that support network yeah. around you just, makes, just made it, I'll say, easier rather than easy because, it, it, you know, it's, it, it's not, not, not an easy thing. And... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't realise you'd edited it yourself, actually, as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's like, that's a hard thing, I'd imagine, to self-edit because you're. I've been told that you sort of, when you do that, you're reading what you think should be written there, so you don't always pick up on everything. But I mean, I've I've read the book and I don't think, I don't seem to remember coming across a single like spelling or grammar mistake. Oh, that, that's <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. So so I can thank I can thank Grammarly for that. Oh yeah, it's yeah, good, isn't it? yeah, Grammarly, yeah. So yeah. so um, yeah, there, there was a f- there was a few things that I ended up uh, yeah paying for. So so I paid for a, a Grammarly subscription yeah, for for, yeah. for a few a few months for to help to help with to help with that editing editing process. Yeah. Um, but as you said, I think the, what I what I did was I I did a first edit. And then sent a chapter out. So I just asked the Facebook group, "Does anybody right. want to read? Would anybody want to read a chapter? Give me some feedback on it." Mm-hmm. And we we did all the same for each other's books and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So actually, to get people to, to to comment on it and go, actually, I'm not sure that read that that reads quite right or that that's right. wrong or that. So you almost, I, I almost felt like I'd stepped away from the from from the book, mm-hmm. and it was really weird this feeling when I got to probably the, it was probably the point where I, I felt I, I, it was great. I, I thought I'd finished and I loaded it all onto KDP and I ordered a proof copy of the book so that I could just see how it, it see how it looks when you're actually physically reading right. through it and opening yeah, yeah. it. And I was reading through the book and I thought to myself, I know I've written these words but it doesn't feel like I'm reading my own okay. book. Right, and that yeah, might sound yeah, a yeah. strange thing to say, but it almost, the, the fact that other people had edited it since I'd done my last edit felt like I was editing somebody else's work almost. Right. Okay. And so yeah, therefore, yeah. You, to your point, you sort of t- I'd taken myself away from that word blindness, I felt. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, but that said, it was, I, did that t- I did two proofs and I ordered the final proof and I opened it on the first page and there was a full stop missing at the end of the first paragraph <laughs> that everybody 
including me had missed <laughs> on numerous occasions. So, you know, I'm sure people will. I mean, there are probably a lot of people now going, I'm going to order this book. Dan said there's no mistakes and I'm going to go, I'm going to buy it and find one. And I hope people do because it'd be great because, you know, there is, you know, there's, there's books that have, that have been published by well-known publishers that have got loads of grammar, oh, yeah, grammar yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, and spelling, uh... spelling mistakes in. So, um, you know, I feel quite proud that you've said that to me today, <laughs> to be honest. So, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Like, uh, yeah, I've read books. There's one... Uh, I read that remain nameless, but had so many mistakes in it. I actually started marking it up in pencil, and with the intention that I'd send it to the author and say, yeah, yeah. "Look, he gave." I, yeah. I, I probably should have done, but I never got around to it. But yeah, um, yeah and then others who I know who um, like there's one I can think of that you know where they used a, an editor and a mm. typesetter and everything. I think and designer, and I was the first one to spot a, uh, a mistake on the front cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I told him, and he was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to burn all these copies I've got now yeah, and uh, yeah, get it, it sorted. So, and, 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 that's, and that's why, to a certain extent, because the book I was writing um, wasn't, a bit, wasn't necessarily linked to my business life, per se. And yeah. I decided quite early that all I, was, all I wanted to do was share this stuff as as, e mm -hmm. as easily and as accessible as, as possible for people. So I just went yeah. down the Amazon self-publishing route. Yeah, yeah. But what that means is that if somebody does spot a mistake and tells me, I can just go back to the manuscript, change it, right. change it and, re and reload it. Uh, yeah. they sort of printed to order? Yeah, so, they, so, they, so they print, right. they, it's print on demand, which is, again okay. is, is a fantastic innovation for the, for, for the publishing world because it means... Publishing a book is so much more accessible for so many more people, yeah, and you yeah. haven't got to, you know, keep your fingers crossed that one of the, you know, twenty six publishers that you try and pitch your idea to, <laughs> or, or, or or agents that you're pitching ideas to, are going to pick you pick your yeah. book up. You can actually go down a route and say, well, actually, I could do this myself if I really really wanted to. And and um, there's a website called um, I think it's called Fiverr, yeah, where you can go to find editors, yeah, cover yeah, designers, yeah. you know, type typesetters and all those sort of things. So if you do want to do something that's a little less um, um, less uh, expensive, mm -hmm. you can find those people who can do some elements of it for you, for yourself without needing to go down a, a heavy, mm. uh, you know, a heavy cost investment of buying, you know, having to buy a thousand books up front and try and, yeah, yeah, you know, sell, sell those, which some people do end up, you know, do end up doing. So when you uh, when you sort of had this realization at the end of 2019 that you know you were feeling lethargic and tired and everything, you tried a few mm. things. What uh, what were the things and what kind of stuck? You know what's been the the, the best thing for you? I think there's probably the, the the first thing is that learning that you haven't got to be perfect. Okay. Right. So this is about sort of actually you don't have to one thing i realized was that i when i was exercising particularly or probably when i was cha changing my diets as well previously was that i'd just go whole hog 100 percent bang <laughs> at everything so it'd be like <laughs> you, you know you know you go right i'm not eating crisps i'm not eating chocolate anymore i'm going to be running every day and actually that doesn't necessarily make you any better than just by cutting cutting down on things yeah, what it actually yeah. did was it real you realize that actually exercising like that when you've done nothing for 6 months you're just going to get injure yourself and be you know out yeah, out yeah, yeah. so there was that bit of saying well actually it's okay if you if you do have a i said to somebody the other day you know there's you know if you have 3 meals a day there's 21 
meal times during a week. Yeah. So actually, if one or two of those aren't, aren't healthy, yeah. that, isn't gonna, that is not causing <laughs> you the problem. The problems yeah. are caused by when it's only one or two of them are healthy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. so, so it's about that, uh, you know, which develops into um, a technique I talk about in the book called Beat the Week, okay. which is all about, which is probably the second thing, which is all about saying, you know, you're going to have more good days than bad every week with whatever you're trying mm. to do. So it's, you know, exercising at least four days a week, having at least four days, you know, mm. he healthy eating or, you know, or changing something around your diet or having four days where you decide to um, meditate, for example, mm -hmm. or, you know, so, uh, you know, uh, you know, so the book, you know, the book isn't just about the fueled element of the book isn't just about what you eat and drink. It is about what you, how you breathe you know, how yeah. you're clear, clearing your mind, you know, um, how you're sleeping as well, mm -hmm. you know, so that beat the week concept can be ap applicable to all of those, all of those, yeah. you, well, know, it you know, those things. It sort of takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Yeah. I, like, I think of it as kind of setting the bar low for yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, obviously you yeah. want to have high goals, but yeah. yeah, to get into that habit of doing things, uh, try and, I, I just try and set the bar quite low and just yeah. say, right, I'm going to yeah. just do this you know instead of like every day because i'm i'm like you probably like when i've tried to do things in the past i'll be like yeah i'm gonna go biking every single day and i'm gonna do you know 40 miles a day and, <laughs> yeah you know yeah. And you do it a couple of times and then yeah that's and, it. and i think as well and, and, and in some respects as well the um the timing of me sort of making the change coinciding with the with the global pandemic mm. um in some respects, helped me a little bit as well because I was right. I was thinking to myself, uh, right, I need to make sure that I'm you know as as healthy as possible. This is about you know supporting you know me, family, business, all of that sort of all, all of that mm. sort of stuff around it. But also, it allowed me to really look at the way I was managing my time as well. Mm -hmm. And and right. I thought to myself. What I don't want to do is all of a sudden fill the spare time that I've all of a sudden got with a load of things that then I know when we go back, when when we come back, at, when we come out of it, it's going to be intense at work, intense yeah, family yeah. time. So actually, that helped in some respects create the um, the idea of that like not being perfect, beating the week. You know, planning is a big thing that I talk about in the book and actually making sure that you are, in my case, I try and diarise, you know, my exercise sessions in my right. Outlook calendar. Right, you know, yeah. I protect sort of lunch time, yeah. you know, in my Outlook calendar so people can't drop meetings in and stuff like that. And it's just those, those are probably the three mm. things, the whole, like, you know, not being perfect, beating the week. And, 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 and planning things mm, mm. because actually, you know, those three things for me are the sort of the foundations, as it were, for, for sort of the flexibility and adaptability of everything that, that, that fits around it from, from all of the stuff that I've written about and, and, mm. and, and tried. Okay, okay. Because, yeah, there's a lot of, in the book, there's a lot of techniques and things, yeah. isn't there? And I think the idea is that you're saying, look, I've tried all these things and here, try ones and see yeah. what works for you yeah. and what yeah. might stick. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's, that, that is the thing. It was, you know, as you said, I, I've tried everything I've written about. I've, 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 I've tried. I've given it a go. I've, I've yeah. given it a go. 
you know, I've read about it, studied it a little bit, and thought, right, actually, that's that's something that that you know that that I'm gonna that I'm gonna try. Um, and as you say, you know, not everything not everything sticks. You know, earlier on we were talking about you know people learning different ways, and and, and some things work for people. You know, I know that sort of um, you know. Um, I try and be so in the in the where I'm talking in the chapter that talks about sort of how you sort of you're clearing your mind and stuff. I talk about meditation and mindfulness. For me, mindfulness is something that comes a little bit more naturally to me than than the the, medit the meditation has done or, or, or does. So right, you know, yeah, but that yeah. doesn't mean to say that I'm going to go well. Don't try meditation because actually yeah. that could that could that could be the thing that work that works for you. You know, I still try try it. You know. You know, every now and again, but I certainly don't. It's not something I would, you know, practice as regularly as trying to be mindful. Yeah, about yeah. Things. yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, I mean, we were talking about it when you when you came in, but since writing the book and publishing it, yeah. it's it's opened up several doors and yeah. opportunities. And I mean, yeah, can you talk a bit about because. You know, from what I understand, when you write a book, it's not really the book sales that are gonna you know, bring in the income unless no. you're, you know, in the top kind of one yeah. percent or something. But it's all the opportunities. Someone described it to me as like the best business card yeah. ever. Um, yeah. yeah. Tell us what what's happened since dropping the book. Then. Yeah. So, so I think it's been it's been quite interesting actually because because obviously I, I came and I came and spoke to spoke to you, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, that, obviously, that's the main. That, thing that was that's that was the pinnacle. <laughs> Closely, and, and this is this is now the new pinnacle recording this podcast. Um, but it's it's just interesting how. Um, yeah, it's just things like that. So people have, you know, I've been able to get on podcasts and talk to people in, you know, people who do podcasts in America, you know, yeah. in the in the in the UK. Um, you know, people have approached me to, um, you know, talk about sort of um, uh, linking it back to business and talking about the well-being of employees as they come back into office environments. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, you know, done a, done a, a you know LinkedIn, LinkedIn live. Uh, last last month, I think it was uh, around that exact exact um, topic. Um, but the thing that 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 I'm really really pleased to be involved with is um, I've just recently been appointed a non-exec director at the Kaleidoscope Plus Group, mm -hmm. who are a leading mental health and well-being charity that are based in, and they've just recently opened a brand new head office, um, or, or in a refurbed um, building as their new head office in West Bromwich. Mm -hmm. um, so they work, they do a lot of stuff in and around sort of, um, yeah, the, the, the West Midlands, but they're, they're expanding out into a national charity. Um, and yeah, I got chatting to the um, uh, the, C, the CEO there and, and yeah, and, and we, we sort of, um, yeah, went through an interview process to become a non-exec director and yeah, right. really privileged to be, you know, that they think that I can add something to that organisation, both yeah, from yeah. a professional experience, but also having a passion for, 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 for mental health and, and, and well-being as well. Yeah, and, yeah. and and that's sort of, you know, that's that's a one thing, um, you know, in particular. And then the second thing along similar lines is, um, you know, um, a lot of a lot of the, you know, the listeners, certainly in the three counties, will, will probably have heard of GMS, um, you know, group who were, who were based in Bromsgrove, mm -hmm. um, who, whose CEO Neil um, is a uh, an old school friend. I'll describe her as rather than a yeah, very yeah. old school friend. Um, and <laughs> and they've recently relocated back into back into the, the the Black Country where where Neil and I both both grew up um, at uh, Warrens Hall Riding School. Mm -hmm. um, 
and and the, the the parent company bought the riding school and have refurbed it and, and things like that and one of the things they're looking to do there is a lot of um uh, mental health well-being sort of anxiety therapy sessions around sort of equine um, oh, act, yeah, equine yeah. activities right. um and and again so to be an, a you know a non-exec director for for that for that business along with gms as well as sort of that's that's come from sort of neil and i sort of reconnecting after after probably yeah. 25 years um and and just just generally chatting and, and about that and then all of a sudden you know this opportunities come along as well and yeah, and yeah. whilst that's probably not directly um due to the book per se it's just about that sort of that passion that i've you know that, that i've got for yeah the, I th- I you know sort of the well-being side of things but there's something that comes with writing a book isn't there that yeah. you know it's a, like you're saying it's a massive effort <laughs> yeah. And I think when people see that you, you know, that you've been asked to write a whole book <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or something, it's like a, yeah. you're, you know, you've got the drive and tenacity and mm. everything to do that, and b, you're passionate about that subject, so yeah. they're going to take you seriously on yeah. that subject, yeah. or indeed, like you say, even slightly off subject. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's, I think that's sort of, uh, and I think as I said, you know, earlier, there's there's this element of. You know, so in at Marston's currently I'm part of a well the Wellbeing Warriors we called, but it's a group of individuals from various different functions throughout the organisation that came sort of together during lockdown to talk about well how do we keep you know people's sort of well well being you know the the forefront of our minds as a business and and also making sure we've got um, you know the support for for the for the team members um, and. And it's it's things like that that all of a sudden, as you say, you sort of go. Actually, there's some there's some benefit here for organisations working together, whether it be you know through corporate partnership or you know yeah. you know whatever with 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 the particularly with the um, uh, Kaleidoscope Plus Group and 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 probably sort of Warren's yeah. Hall. It's sort of there's this bit of bringing stuff into the community to help support the community get through. You know, difficult you know situations that affect people's you know well-being, whether it be, you know, sort of you know bereavement, money troubles, you know, health health problems. Doesn't doesn't you know just having that ability to impact and support the the local community, which fits hugely with 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 my values of wanting to try and you know give give back into those areas. Yeah. What what's some things that like you know we can do as small employers to, to you know to benefit our our people and you know what can we put in place within the business to kind of get people you know because I know some people who'll you know they'll all do a little walk for ten minutes like yeah. twice a day or something I mean what 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 would you sort of suggest Yeah I think it's I think it for me it's just I, I think it for me it's just understanding that you know we we touched on it earlier you know everybody's got their own pressures with, with within their life mm-hmm. and i think what the pandemic has shown me for, and it, this doesn't matter for what size of business you are are but i think probably more so for smaller businesses where there's a bit more pressure on mm. you know in terms of you know there's there's you know one two three four five you know people yeah, yeah, yeah. Di- running that business is that actually it's having that flexibility and adaptability to whatever things are going on around, you know, sort of work mm-hmm. and and having a, 
you know, as you say, having a vehicle for people to be able to talk about it mm-hmm. and be and be open about it. And that might not necessarily be within the group of employees or leaders or owners mm-hmm. within the business. It might be something as simple as having, you know, being able to signpost somebody to somewhere like Kaleidoscope Plus Group where they've got services that can help with, mm. you know, dealing with anxiety or dealing with, you know, um, suicide bereavement or or mm. de- dealing with, um, you know, just having a chat with somebody because you just feel mm. like everything is just, you know, on, on top of you. So I think it, for me, it's about finding those vehicles to enable your people to be able to talk about, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, 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 the right, problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think as you know as well there's a there's also a little bit around um you know still having to break down um the the stigma of um men talking about mm-hmm. about about this it doesn't it doesn't come naturally to to <laughs> you know to to, to to blokes to talk about these 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 things um and and I think it's just making it you know it's 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 that it's the you know the the norm the sort of the, the standard sort of line of it you know it's okay not to be okay yeah yeah you know and, yeah. and, and, and it's and it's okay to talk about that and no no one will think any worse of you for you know for sharing that and if you don't feel comfortable sharing it within your business environment then the businesses need to find that you know as i said earlier yeah, that yeah, vehicle yeah. To, for the, to enable them to express themselves or share that share that problem or challenge and do you think, because it feels to me like, you know, this is m- much more of a, a big issue now than it yeah. has, ever has been. Do you think it's something that's always been there that's not been addressed? Or is it a product of, I think, the way we oh, are these days? That's a really good question, Dan. I always try to get one in. I know. <laughs> um, I think... It's probably bit. What I would describe, I would probably say, the pandemic has accelerated the problem. Would be yeah. would be would be my yeah, would be yeah. my opinion. I think it's something that is has been. Um, I think it's probably something that's always been around, mm-hmm. but it's been. Uh, people have kept things at bay, mm-hmm. for want of a better phrase, mm-hmm. and and as more and more people feel more relaxed about talking about these these things. Um, then, then, you know that that sort of accelerated through lockdown because you know the calls on services provided by all sorts of mental health and well-being organisations have grown exponentially. Mm-hmm. You know over the over the last eighteen months, and particularly, you know, I suspect as we saw in in our business, you know, having pubs that are at the heart of the community and having people isolated at home through lockdown. And not mm. being able to have that social interaction, you know, that yeah. their, their one piece of social interaction every week might be pop into the pub on a Monday lunchtime to have a drink with a with a few yeah, yeah. old boys and old girls that you know that, that and, and and having that taken away has all of a sudden accelerated the pressures mm. on 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 those those people. I think the so so I think yeah. In answer to your question, I think it's accelerated. It's always been there, but I think the level of services that are now provided mean that it's it's probably becoming more to the it's coming more to the fore because there's more more people t- wanting to talk about it and more more services 
providing yeah. the vehicle for people to talk about it. Yeah, because some people say, you know, with sort of social media and things, that that's really made it worse. Other people yep. say social media is just kind of magnified something that was always there because it's so like you know bring the culture out into the open and onto this you know a, a platform that everyone can see but yeah I don't I th know. yeah i think i mean I, I talk a little bit about social media and in in the book and, and sort of almost not avoiding it but avoiding sort of the doom scrolling oh, of, yeah. you, you know sort of going <laughs> oh, more bad news more bad news more bad news now oh, yeah you know, yes, it, you know, it was difficult to find any good news during, you know... Well, it's not just um, social media, it's like the BBC <laughs> website. <and stuff>. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly, exactly, and it, it's just media, media in general. So, yeah. I do, so I do think there's an element of uh, we've, we, the royal we, this is, you know, have pushed it a little bit harder because social media and media have, have got this um, tendency to focus on the negative aspects of things, which therefore means that we as the public only see those negative negative things. Yeah, but actually sure. there's yeah. a lot of great stuff on social media. Mm. You know, the you know, there's there's plenty of groups out there, you know, two or three that I'm you know, I'm part mm. of. You know, it's it's people sharing fantastic stuff. It's people supporting each other through difficult yeah. situations. It's you know, it's it's almost a you sort of you get out of social media what you want to find on social media yeah. to a, to a certain to a certain know, extent, yeah, don't you? Yeah, it's um, yeah. I think that's that's kind of yeah true of anything really yeah. in life, isn't it? Like you, I always use the example of like the weather because <laughs> I remember I used to work with someone and you know you'd have like glorious weather for like three or four days and I'd say oh, weather's amazing isn't it and he'd say yeah but is it gonna last <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. like, well, you just enjoy it while it's here and it, yeah. I always say you know if you're always expecting it to rain you're always right aren't you because yeah. even if it's not rained for a few days eventually it will rain yeah. so you're right yeah but on the flip side if you're always expecting it to be sunny it'll be sunny at some point yeah <laughs> yeah it, it yeah it is it's it, it's just it's just um it's just flipping that that sort of mindset, isn't it, to, to find the pot, to find the positive in, you know, in in any given you know situation. Some are easier yeah. than others, obviously, but it's it's yes, for me, it's that whole, yeah, just finding the the, the what's gonna what's gonna create the positivity, you know, mm. around a, around <clears throat> you and and enable you to, you know, talk about, you know, whatever you know, whatever problems it, you know, it, it, it might, you know, it might be. So it could be, you know, I know there's, you know, some, you know, some of the members of the, you know, the, the Thron uh, 3K um, meetup, you know, have got, which I think is fantastic. have got that, you know, that, um, the, the call they do during the week where people can just dial in and say, I've got this problem with my business yeah. or a challenge with the business and just share that with a, with a, with a peer group, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, to help support, you know, that, that sort of stuff is amazing. Yeah. You know, and it's it's those sort of things. It's it's finding that positivity in what an individual might see as a very negative um, situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, well, um, yeah, we've just smashed through an hour. Would you believe? Oh it? wow! And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I just wanted to ask you though. Like, obviously, the first thing people should do is go and pick up your book yep. and read it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if they're kind of like you know feeling like they need to make some changes. They're not feeling, you know, full of energy or 
uh, and that sort of thing. What do you think is one thing that people <coughs> listening could sort of just do now, like today, to, to, to start making a change? I think, I think for me, it would be all about look, looking at how you're hydrating yourself. Okay. So right. I think for me, one of the big changes for me was the amount of water I was, was or in this case, not drinking. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. whatever amount of water you think you should be drinking, it's a lot more than you actually think it should be. Yeah. So really focus on hydrating because ultimately how hydrated your body is, that energises your body as well, keeps right. your metabolism, keeps you, keeps you a little bit healthier and enables you just to, to, to create the create the, the first sort of energy boost mm -hmm. to, to, to start the ball rolling with, with everything else. Okay, yeah, yeah all right, that's a, a, a good tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean, thanks again for, for coming in and My everything. Pleasure. All your links, so go to Amazon to find your book. Yep. And put that link in there. You've got the Instagram, which is Fueled, Fit and Fired Up. Yep. You've got the Facebook, which is also Fueled, Fit and Fired Correct. Up. Correct. Uh, Twitter, Fueled, Fit, Fired. Yep. And LinkedIn, you're pretty good on LinkedIn, I think, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So you so can, yeah, you can find me either through um, my my personal profile, or there is a fueled, fit and fired up company page as well on on LinkedIn, which people okay. can uh, can find me through as well. Yeah. Okay. Bro. Well. Um. No. Thanks again. It's been uh, it's been excellent. No, it's been an absolute pleasure, Dan. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah. Good to meet you in person. Finally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Nice one, Dave. Take care. Cheers. Thank you. You've been listening to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. You can find links to all the episodes and show notes over at danbarkerstudios.com forward slash podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps other people find the show and connect more people in the region. Thank you very much for your time listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.